Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Man. Nation. All right. All right. Well, anyways, hey, we're back. <laughs> we, we, yes, we are. We're back from the Raleigh warm-up, too. Yeah, we played a bunch of bunch of games this weekend. Got some uh, got some experience with all these fancy new toys. And, yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of bullshit tonight. <laughs> are we going to talk about miners again? Uh, a little bit. I mean, just kind of like some things that we noticed while we were playing against them. Uh, like your opportunity to defend them so they don't get nerfed. Is that what you're trying trying to do? That's right. And then we okay. also are going to talk about the bet, kind of like in you know a Seinfeld episode. And uh, yep, going to go ahead and also do a little bit of get good. And the captain of the week that I want to talk about is Vet Boar because there's a lot of Vet Boar love going on. Yeah, whether it's wrong, whether it's wrong or right, he seems good. He's okay. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get started in this thing. There's something that I wanted to pull up because there is a little bit of news that we had. So Lon sent out this tweet saying that kicking and receiving feels kind of balanced, but there's some guilds that don't care. They just want to choose terrain or something. So here's the change to the OPD that Lon liked. So you roll off for kick and receive. And the winner of the roll-off may decide to kick, receive, or defer the decision to their opponent. If the decision is deferred, the winner of the roll chooses their deployment zone. Otherwise, the opponent chooses their deployment zone. I so, love it. Yeah, there's a defer option in there. It's like football. Yeah, kind of. Well, that's how it should be then. I like it. Are you sure that... So you, the debate is whether or not this is Lon's local in-state rules or... <laughs> The actual OPD, is that what you're Yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking out? at. So I'm going to look up the OPD now, but would you guys like that option if there was like a defer option when you were kind of setting up? Oh, yeah, I'm into that so, one. So I didn't realize that there wasn't a defer option. I've kind of just played it that way. Cheating. Like like even in tournaments, like there have been times where like I've been playing and I'd be like, uh, you can choose who kicks or receives. I want that side of the board. <laughs> okay. So I just kind of like figured that was a thing already. All right. Well, what do you think, John, about that? If there was like an OPD update, I love it. So what do you what do you like about the option to defer? It's like it's just like football. And that's what I like about it because I like football. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what do you think the benefit of deferring would be then? I like it. I like it because it gives you the, the the opportunity to possibly receive and choose a side. You know, like like if you're playing a team like Miners, who are probably going to kick every time. From what I've seen, they kick every time. Um, and they so you choose to receive, they get to kick what they want to do and choose the side. Seems a little it make it kind of evens it out. I think. Yeah. Like, so this is, so this is a lawn recommendation. Yeah, exactly. Lawn pulled some rules out that uh, you know during on Saturday, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like what? Like, what he's what like, rule? "Did you not read the OPD I sent you?" I was like, "Do you know me?" <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, what was the rule? What uh, was the rule that you were debating? The If your opponent wants you to play cards, you have to play cards. I hate that he does that, by the way. And I talked a lot about that. Like, I'm like, dude, now Steamforge has said that the apps, are, like, that you can use an official app, that you can use apps. That's part of the OBD now. So I hate that, like, one person that's, like, being anal can make you have to bring cards or... In the case of Dixon, cut cards out of printer, printed off paper. <laughs> yeah, so that's totally a, a lawn thing. The the OPD is still kicking player chooses a deployment zone. Okay, but well, I do like that change that lawn made. I just don't like the uh, I don't like the mandate of cards thing. Yeah, and I think the reason why he did that is because if you look at because this is more lawn tent, so so people that like lawn's content are going to uh, like this. And I retweeted this. Lon actually broke down the win rate by kicking versus receiving by captain. 
and he broke down basically who wants to kick and who wants to receive. And the vast majority of captains want to kick. There's very few captains that are like wanting to receive at least win percentage wise. Mm-hmm. So the the real and this kind of goes into what I was going to talk about with get good is just looking at depending on which captain you play most of the time in season four right now you want to kick there's really not a lot of i would say incentive to to receive the ball even if you're a goal scoring team like i played the minors on on saturday up in raleigh and there was no incentive for me to receive i kicked every single game and in almost every single game i got to turn one goal or two turn one goals oh cool because you're playing the minors with the longest threat range in the game by far yeah, but even and you can bitch about that here in a minute, but even though like even when I was playing Union, I could kick off with Mist and in most matchups. Right, but I'm you getting, had Mist. Okay, yeah, I'm getting I, a goal. I, but I played Butchers and now I can talk about Butchers and who am I going to kick off with and really threat a goal? Uh, Foy. <laughs> and then no. <laughs> no. no. Shank. <laughs> no. Brisket. Uh, really? You can definitely throw out a goal with Shane. Yeah, what, but what kind of threat do you really have with brisket? You have a nine-inch threat. Sure. How? I mean, they just kick the ball away from you. But I mean, like somebody can't just be like a dumbass. So, like, if they just leave things out in the open, like, yeah, you can absolutely thread a goal. You can turn on that super so, shot. You can get the ball back. Looking at it though, guys, when you look at Ox, Vet, Boar, and Fillet, they have a higher win percentage kicking than they do receiving. That All makes, three of those guys. That makes no sense to me because I wanted to receive every time to extend my threat ranges to get the butchers two people to kill them. Well, here's the thing, though, and I, I get what you're saying. And in certain matchups, you definitely still do want to receive. I, I'm not saying never receive. I'm just saying that there's definitely a lot of times where kicking and getting that last activation is a big deal. Especially butchers are going to have a lot of threat extension. So... Kicking's not necessarily terrible for them because you can use cinnamon and you can, you know, use mark target and a couple other things to get well, yourself we extended. Use cinnamon this weekend. Well, I, I know. I'm saying down the road. Yeah. So I, I got you. I understand. I understand. I'm not the one advocating against this <laughs> because I kicked all five times on uh, Saturday and all five times I felt. But really you good were about playing minors. <laughs> <laughs> your 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 argument is void. Listen, no, it's not. No, because there are other people that get two can get two scores in turn one if they kick. Right. For example, the order. Right. So those couple teams, of course, those couple teams do. But I mean, the other like hunters, it depends on me. Uh, depends on which all captain I'm I want to play. Is, I play a captain. It's not per kicking receiving. It's but I don't not really, just. But butch, butchers have no turn turn one goal. If we if we point to another team that's like that, it's an advantage to kick. Are you going to be like, oh well, of course. What? The order and that team like i mean like yes it's a it's a strong advantage to kick now like you get that momentum you're able to kick so, off get put somebody up there that's a goal threat option and and just so you know john stress them out all three of the hunters captains have a higher win percentage kicking well i mean scott that definitely does because she's a turn one goal threat yeah i want so, you I, mean, I need you hunters players to tell me who you're kicking with with theron uh i think you can kick with if you like Olfer, you can kick with him. Vet Minx is probably decently strong kick position. I mean, that's not terrible with it's not terrible with a range team either because you know you kick, you put some damage out, and then you get the fuck away from them. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's surprising. Would you guys like to know the captains that are better at receiving? Yeah, I guess. All right, I suppose. So Hearth <laughs> is better at receiving when she's captain. Uh, no surprise here. Vet Rage is better at receiving. Uh, Burnish is better at receiving. Ballista, Hammer, Ferris. Uh, here, Furnace, Honor, Midas. That's about it. Every other one's pretty much even. Right, but a lot of those I think are the same because you, you they, then you can use the ball for threat extensions like Hammer, especially you can get Hammer's ass up there a little bit. Yep. Vet Rage and get Vet Rage's ass up there a little bit. Yeah, definitely. That's why I don't understand why the butchers aren't the same way because you want to get, especially like with that boar, you want to get him up. Well, I think they have ways to extend their threat so that helps them out. Like, if you look at Union, there's really not a great way to extend Vet Rage's threat, right? I mean, same same as butchers. I mean, yeah, but butchers, you have Mark Target. 
and butchers, you have you're gonna you have, have cinnamon. cinnamon. You have vet brisket. Yeah, vet brisket lets okay. you get some extra movement. Yeah, yeah, wage has the same. Yeah, so that I'm just it, butchers have other ways, to, and they're already fast anyways, right? Butchers already are a little quicker than say hammer and vet rage. Right. Okay. So Union has marked target. Union has quick time. Did you say Union has marked target? Yes. Minx. Okay. I mean, if you want to bring Ming, sure. Union has Grace. So they have the same options. Who the hell's Who the hell's going to bring Grace? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your life. So I just thought it was interesting because I do feel like that. I don't know. You guys, you tell me how, how you're playing it, but I'd say probably, I don't know. 75% of the time, unless I'm playing that Rage, I would want to kick the ball. I don't know how you guys feel about it. It just depends on what guild I'm playing and what captain I'm playing. I think that if you have somebody that can okay, be well, a you, well, threat. You both, you both played Butchers, so would you rather receive or kick with the Butchers matchup? It depends on my opponent. Okay, well, did you find yourself mostly kicking or mostly receiving over the weekend? Mostly kicking. It, well, let's put it this way. When... I received, it worked out poorly. Okay. I received and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the, when you receive, right, especially, John, you played Vet Boar the whole weekend, the whole weekend, right? Yep. And that just helped you move him around and kind of set up your kill probably better. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, even with Vet Boar, you get it set up and if you can get him the ball without being threatened and you even even if you use one of his, his uh, influence to pass it to somebody and get that four-inch dodge... Yeah. Okay, he's still making a charge and three attacks. Yeah, it's still pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, a lot of things, a lot of models he kills with three attacks. Yeah. Four it's, attacks. It's Dierte. Yeah, and looking at, I mean, kind of moving on from that, I just thought it was interesting. And if you guys want to take a closer look at it, uh, I did retweet it, and Lon probably already posted it on his uh, on his blog. So you can get all the Lon tent you want there. <laughs> oh, Lon. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, he, he comes up with a lot of a lot of good data. Who doesn't like Lon? Uh, terrorists. Yeah, Lon is like, yeah. Lon is one of the few people that if he hugs me, I'm not going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we ended up going to the Raleigh warm up uh, this weekend. Had a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of good peeps there. I didn't have a lot of fun. Butchers are so boring. <laughs> so you're, you're not a big fan of the. The butcher. No. So, God. so what didn't you like about him? Now that you had a chance to play an event with him, it reminded me. The best comparison is back in like you know some video games, like the old school video games. Like the first one I thought of was like the first God of War that come out. Yeah. You really just need one button, and you just keep pushing it over and over again. Just keep slamming that button. You just run up to something, and you push it over and over again. So, I mean, I, and a lot of people argue this, that he has a very boring playbook. There's not any difficult decisions with it because it's like, okay, do you, did you get enough to do damage in the guild ball? Okay, did you get enough to do the guild ball in four damage? Okay. You, the only hard decision was, do I do the top of the playbook six momentous or do I do four in stagger? Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that's about it. Otherwise, you're just slamming attacks and just, you know, blood spilling everywhere. Yeah, everything was very linear. It was just... Yeah, that's a good thing about them. Thanks for describing all of their strengths. Linear, straightforward gameplay style. Now, Chris, you decided to not play Vet Boar. You ran, uh, you know, the old fillet girl, and then you ran a uh, ox. So, why did you decide not to bring Vet Boar? Well, here's the thing: one, don't own the model. <laughs> <laughs> the model was available. Two, yeah, I found out that it was available like. Right after I wrote out my my team, no, um, no. there wasn't actually Lon, Lon there. offered everybody before if you needed anything. Okay, but here's the thing: when I asked Lon before, he's like, "Well, I'm not sure that I have one because I promised one to Joe, so I didn't know there would be two. Either way, we will forego go all of that. Um, also, should probably play more than one game in the month of March in the lead up. Yeah, so that probably would have been a good idea. Chris is a little be rusty good to like know what my models did like know what roast did would have been a good thing to do before i yeah. put them on the table yeah it turns out so. charging a model with resilience to bounce off and score goals not a good idea yeah also you should probably remember that uh you know you get to swing on somebody with lower defense <laughs> so you know here's the thing 
it's it was just a warm up. So like those games aren't real. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I warmed my way up. <laughs> yeah. So and the, there's been a lot of doom and gloom leading up to this event, and there was a lot of butchered players at at this event. I mean, there were five of them, right? And really, I mean, the butchers did okay. I mean, they had Stephen Knott finished fifth, and then John, you ended up finishing eighth with them. Um, so the butchers didn't have a terrible showing, but looking at those other new boys, the miners, they finished out pretty well in this tournament. Yeah. What we got? Well, it's also the people playing them. Yeah. So, I mean, I went four and one with the miners. Chris Legal also went four and one. And then, uh, Jake Smith went three and two with them, finishing up at uh, ninth place there. I'll tell you what, I think Chris Legal was like MVP of this event. <laughs> oh yeah. Why is that? Because he beat John and kept him from winning our bet. I don't, I don't think he did. I won three games, you won two. Uh, no, my record was three and two. Sorry, nice try. How many games did you win? Well, apparently three, since my record was three and two. Pete, you were there. How many games did Chris win? One was a forfeit. So, here's the thing. So, Chris was going to play Chad. Well, Chris well, was well, going to well, play Chad. Let, let, yeah, let, let Pete describe the scenario, and then you can make your case, John, and I'll make mine. <laughs> so... He was going to play Chad because, you know, Chad was the pair down for that two and two group. And Chad hasn't been getting what you call a lot of practice and reps in. So I don't know if Chad would have, you know, I don't know if his heart was in it to give like his all and give a tough matchup. So I, I think if Chad does play that game that, you know, it's, it's going to be rough for him to hold off the butchers with Masons. And then not only that, if it was me and I was your buddy, John, and I saw that Chris was playing, you know, for the bet, I, I probably would have been like, okay, I'm not dropping. I'm going to play this game out. Well, Chad dropped before that round started, so I don't know how you figure he was a pair down. Well, because it was Chris had had basically the pair down, and then he dropped. And, I mean, it, it was matched up. Lon had to basically drop it as a buy. Oh, I guess that's what happens when you play at the bottom table all day. <laughs> that's not what happened though it, is it not you went 0-2 to start you were at the bottom table all day yeah to a guy that finished 4-1 and one, it was one of them and then the other guy was 3-2 and two as well mm. it's not like I lost the cupcakes mm. okay so is there anything that you want to say to make your case before I, I make mine you went 0-2 to start you played bottom table you only won two games You've been playing this guild your whole life. I picked him up, played six games with him, and finished better than you. Okay. Is that is that the completion of your comments? What else do you got? <laughs> okay. I mean, that's... So here's the thing. Um, first of all, the who we played, that has no bearing on this discussion, given the fact that we already agreed that strength of schedule and stuff wasn't going to matter. Right, cause my, and my, the I... two people I lost to had winning records, so... It's not like I was losing to cupcakes. Oh, I lost to number two Secondly, and number four. That's fine. But it but the strength of schedule we already agreed didn't matter for this bet. You agreed that, okay. No, you did too, because we talked about how we're just looking at record and if our records are the same, it's a tie. Your record's two and two and mine's three and two. Which one's better? No, mine is three and two, and yours is three and two. So here so let's hear your argument. I don't know when when you're claiming that Chad said, hey, he's gonna drop beforehand or whatever. But as far as my perspective goes, it was announced, okay, on this table is Chad and Chris. And then Chad said, Lon, I want to drop. And Lon was like, okay, well, here's all the other assignments. So, Chris, you're the buy. You like, you just don't get a game. So, from my perspective, I'm like, I showed up, I'm ready to play. If, if you show up to a football game and your team's ready to play and another team doesn't take the field... Is that a win or a nothing for you? Uh, what are you talking about? What you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're you're a football coach, if your team takes the field and somebody else's team doesn't, does it count as a win or do you just not get the opportunity to have a win because the other people decided to forfeit? If they tell you earlier, then you reschedule the game or something. You don't... <laughs> that's that's not what happens. No, if the other team does, it, it because here's the, here's the thing because. If if Chad drops before Chris, before the matchups and the pairings, like if he dropped at the end of like the previous round, then Chris wouldn't have gotten the pair down. Somebody with a way worse record would have gotten the pair or would have gotten the buy. I meant. So 
it was the matchups were set and then basically it got dropped and that's when we're just like okay instead of doing all these repairings again then we're gonna have chris go ahead and take the buy well i don't know how that happened because jad told me right after round four he was like i'm done because he had a miserable experience for a steel john he's like i'm done and he went and told Lon, and I guess. Hey, Lon Chris also had a miserable experience against Steel Jaw. <laughs> yeah, Steel Jaw sucks. Okay, the other the other aspect of this that I think is of note is, as far as I'm concerned, the reason why you didn't win this bet can fall on one of two people, and none of them are me. One is you had a chance to win your matchup against Chris Legal and did not win it. You you had the lead. You had three wins going into the final round. I had two, and you could have won. That game, it would have been 4-1, and no matter what happened, I could have lost. Secondly, you can talk to Chad, who's your best buddy, and you can be like, dude, why didn't you go beat Chris? Like, you know, hold him off, fend him off. Like, I mean, I, I just don't understand how I need to be responsible for me showing up to play, but not having an opportunity to play a game. And the way that Longshanks counts it is you get a victory if you're given a forfeit or a buy, however you want to look at it. You're, con- you're saying your performance in that tournament was equal to my performance in that tournament. I'm saying that I was 3-2. and two, Yes or no? You were 3-2. <laughs> and two, So we had, we had tied records. And you took the stronger captain. So you were 3-2 and two with Vet Boar. I was 3-2 and two with Ox. So we, picked th- we picked this from the same guild and had the same opportunity to play the same players. Should we have played the same six all day? Is that what you're saying? Because, I mean, you had the opportunity. To, you had the same opportunity sure, for we, players well, as I did. But that's, th- those, those weren't things that were involved in the bet. Just like who you played and strength of schedule. That wasn't involved in the bet. And what also wasn't involved in the bet was... But you don't know. You don't want to go off law and change which captain, which captain I chose to play versus which one you chose. So, like, I don't think that... Me playing, me playing ox has any sort of weight over you playing boar. You just tried to make that. You just tried to make that point. In terms of this bet, it doesn't have any value. If you want to start nitpicking, like, well, I played this guy, and I can be like, okay, well, you have the stronger captain. Like, I mean, like, we can nitpick all of that. The bottom line is very simple. We made a bet. The bet was that whoever had the better record would win the bet. If it was a tie, we weren't going to use that strength of schedule crap because I personally think it's garbage. Right, so you said, um, you're right, so we agreed we weren't going to go off long shanks and the bullshit they do with the... Sure. So we were going off the better record. Well, you getting... I had the I had the same record. No, 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 that's long shanks. I had the better record. You went two and two, I went three and two. Because we're not going went, off long shanks bullshit. No, I, you, that's what you said. I absolutely got I absolutely got one that was a... That was a victory via forfeit. Right, no, that's like, just, that's that's just long things, though. That we're not going off long shanks. We're just going off what happened. But anyway, the bottom line is, I had the same record in that event. No, like, no, you're going off long shanks bullshit. If we're going to start going looking at long shanks, then we're going to look at strength of schedule. We talked about strength of schedule. We didn't talk about everybody counts a buy as a win. It well, doesn't matter what game. Dude, that's not some long shanks shit. I've heard you say before that a buy isn't fucking anything. I've definitely like, heard that before. Like when we, so there was a tournament that we ran in Charleston. And you ended up getting a bye, and you started throwing a hissy fit. And I was like, hey, you get a win, you know, because you get a bye. And you're like, that doesn't fucking matter. Blah, blah, blah. Bye's no, bullshit. no, no. That's because I was just, like, I'm just going to drop. It's like, I'm just going to drop because I'm not going to blah, blah, blah. And oh, man. I'm because good. I want to play. <laughs> like, the whole point is that I want to play games. Like, I show up at a tournament to play games. Let's just say I didn't see you fight that bye very hard. Oh, no. He started. <laughs> He's, First of all, I didn't have an option. Lon was just like, okay, we're just going to have the rest of you be the, the, you know, be the pairings that you were. Like, I, I didn't I didn't get a choice. I mean, it's... But either way, like, the bottom line is, I was 3-2 and two in that event, <laughs> and John was 3-2. and two. You were 2-2. and two. And it's not some long shanks bullshit. Like, you can play War Machine, you can play 40k. If you get a buy, it, it counts as a W. Or in this case, a forfeit. Yeah, but usually it's not counted as a full win. Usually it's like a minor victory. Yes. Or, so on our yeah. uh, during football season on our bye week, if we go into the bye week four and two, we come out of the bye week four and two. We don't get a win. Yeah, but that's not that's not tabletop gaming. <laughs> well, you tried to make you tried to make works. the sports reference. It's not. It, it's not a, you didn't. You didn't get a forfeit win. You got a buy win. So a buy is not a win in sports. But I. But you just said that I got a win. So a, a, a buy is not a win. That's what you're saying. You got a buy win. That's not a win. It's a buy. Might have to take this one up to the listeners. All right, I'm down. 
It doesn't matter. It, it, like, it, you know what? It shouldn't even have to come down to the listeners. I'll tell you what I'll do. All right, let's hear it. We, we had the same record. How about this? I'll let you pick my guild for Spring Fling, but I get to pick yours. I didn't lose. You're not doing that. So then, so that, so then the listeners really get what they want, which is we both will pick each other's guild for Spring Fling. Nope, I'm, I say you vote on the <laughs> listeners because I've already got my guild for Spring Fling because I didn't lose. And I've got yours picked well, out you too. Well, you didn't beat me. So you, it, it, we, we specifically spoke about whoever had the better record. The record that appears in that event is both of us were three and two. In your case, losing at that final final table, like that final round, like you should have just put it to bed. You should have just just win your game, and then it's not a problem. I, like I shouldn't be penalized because because you wouldn't have said a fucking word about it. You wouldn't have cared about the buy thing if you had beaten Chris Schlegel. Well, I mean, I and tried. Knows that. Trust me, I tried. Chris Schlegel's a damn good player. I, no, I agree that he's a good player. Hence the MVP of the event. <laughs> But, but yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't understand why I should be penalized for the fact that I showed up to all five rounds and wasn't able to play in one. Well, you're penalized because you had a bad record. Because what? Because you had a bad record. You had two bad games. You should have won. You, you sh- had two bad games. Wait wait. wait, wait, you had two bad games. I don't consider my games bad. I mean, I lost to players that were better than me that day. Okay, I lost to players that were better than me that day. Like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, was Steven not better... Stephen not was not better than me. That that uh, Stephen Mysel wasn't better than me that day. Like so, I lost the two guys that were better than me that day. Like what do you what do you want me to say? That I was better than you that day. You weren't because you went you went three and two, and we agreed that strength of schedule wasn't going to be a factor. All right, we're going to go around in circles, Pete. You got it. You, you make the decision to figure out how we how we finish it. Put it to the, put it to a vote and say put it to a vote if it's a draw or or I win. <laughs> oh oh, how convenient. I think what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to go back to that episode that we made this bet and see if it's wins or if it's the better record off of Longshanks. Because honestly, I, I we're just going to have to figure it out. Yeah, I really don't remember <laughs> that episode at all. <laughs> I should have listened well, it was, to it. It was two episodes ago, so we're going to have to go back and take a listen to it. Because either way, either way, if I get penalized because I wasn't able to, I wasn't given an opportunity to play because that that aspect of it like has nothing to do with me losing. All right, in two Chris, rounds earlier in the day. I'll help you out. Okay, we can play a game at the store, and the winner gets you know if you win, you get your third win. If you don't, you get another loss. Up against you? Yep. I want to play against John. <laughs> well, I had to play a top four guy. Why don't you play a top four guy? Oh, because it doesn't matter strength of schedule. Just play somebody. With your 12 you took, his 12 he took. No, like, why, I don't know why we don't just solve this. Break out your butchers, John. I'll break out my butchers, and we can play it, and we can decide who the better butchers player is. All right, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I think it's going to have to be something like that. I'm going to go – tell you what. I'm going to go back and listen to that last episode, and if it's still – as clear as mud, I think we're just going to have to have you two battle it off head-to-head to see who gets to pick whose guild. Because we we can't just not pick a guild. I, I'm happy to let John pick a guild for me, but like I didn't lose his bet. So if John's willing to let me pick his guild, I'll be willing to let him pick mine. I have no problem with a loss, or, or, or I have no problem with a, a tie being like a penalty to both of us. I have, like I have no problem with that. Like it's not that I refuse to play some another person's guild that they're picking for me. It's that I shouldn't be penalized when I showed up ready to play and I couldn't. Or maybe what we do is <laughs> like no, that wouldn't work. I was gonna say like the night before spring fling, you guys duel it out. Loser gets Jeez. to play the guild they never played before. I will cancel my fucking <laughs> ticket. That would be just be miserable. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, so yeah, we'll figure. Well, it, it would be real easy for you, John, because then, like, what would happen would be we'd play butchers versus butchers, and then if you lose, I'd be like, okay, enjoy playing those butchers again tomorrow all day. <laughs> At least I've had I'd have a super strong team to play because they are freaking good. Yeah, they are. They are pretty ridiculous. And kind of going into that, sorry to leave you hanging, listeners. I'll let you know what ends up coming about this. It's it's still up in the air. We'll have many episodes before Spring Fling. That's true. So, and cliffhangers are good, right? <laughs> sure. Le- Got to leave them wanting more. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about this uh, big, bald, 
metal eye patch wearing Captain Vetbor. <laughs> I guess I'll take this since I'm the butcher's expert now. <laughs> the master butcher. Yeah. Well, you definitely played more Vetbor than I did. So, and John, let me ask you this. So, is there any matchup you don't want to play Vetbor into with with him being the big new hotness? I don't really see the advantage of either of the other captains. Other, Well, the one matchup I did not like was Mortician's. Dixon, Dixon, Dixon just, just beat my defense. he beat my ass like I I have I don't think I've ever had my ass beat like just no just the control a lot of shit like me not knowing that the morticians as well as I should you know casket completely shutting bore down with heavy burden and the ghostly whatever ghostly besides yeah and then and then Ibilis, and Ibilis making people run away um yeah I just I, I don't like that so maybe I would have played somebody different into more Titians, but I don't know who because I think he kind of does the same thing. Maybe that's an Ox game, but I, don't, I didn't have any experience with Ox. So. I don't know. I, I've always found that Filet with the higher defense kind of gives Obulus a tougher matchup. Yeah, but Filet, I mean, four dice. We're only looking for one five. Run away, Filet. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, how's that How's that any worse than having it happen to Ox? I'm saying it's just, or Or Boar. Excuse me, Bet Boar. I mean, it's just the same, so. Um, no, I don't think it's the same. I think that like you could make fillet run away and have much less problems than screwing up the placement with vet boar. Like the vet boar of all of the captains, the ones that the one that if you get your placement fucked up, you are going to pay the the biggest price is vet boar of all that, three. See, that makes no sense because fillet gets pushed away and then runs back up and does what? At least boar runs back up, puts berserk on. She put quick foot on him. So I mean, it's. I mean, they're both. I think they're both kind of the same. They're running away is both bad. Yeah, I you think can still pop the pain well, circle and having them bleed. I think Ox also him. has a Ox has a little bit of say into that uh, matchup because even if you make Ox run away, you still have his aura up, and that allows yeah. your team to still kill shit. Right, he sprints back because he doesn't have to be in somebody's face. He can just kind of sit back. That's why I think it's kind of an Ox Ox game better than Flay yeah. or Boar. I didn't even bring Ox on my 12 because I planned on playing Bet Boar all day and Filet was just kind of my show. I didn't. I... Kind of like, hey, I might drop this other captain. Mm, no. Here's the higher defense model. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think Filet is a better drop into teams that are real controlly and want to stay away from you. Like Boar, I have no problem with him going into a team that wants to score and he can hopefully kill the models that are scoring. And yeah, that's exactly. That's I obviously exactly what don't I have to do a with problem him. problem with him going into like, uh, you know, damage teams like those teams that want to want to do the takeout game. So, I would say Filet is probably better into teams that want to control like the hunters, the morticians. She's probably the drop there. I I, I wouldn't. I think that Boar into Steeljaw would be a fucking nightmare. Okay, but here's my question: If you take Boar, Chris, which captain are you dropping? I'd have to drop Ox, because Ox and Boar are too similar. Whereas Fillet's Fillet's a different one. So yeah, you have to take the model that can do something different. Well, I also think you like Fillet better kicking off. Yeah, I, I do like Fillet kicking off. the The other thing that I so, and I was talking to Pete about this before we were going into it. I was like, you know, I think that if I took Ox into a scrum with Boar, that that could work out just fine because then at least Ox has the R and he's buffing all the damage. And then you just like lock down boar and, you know, keep, keep everyone engaged with them. Right. And, and that way you're kind of neutralizing the charges or other people's charges that he could give them. But the, the thing that is the biggest advantage and what I've been, and I shouldn't have overlooked this because I've been calling for it for a long time is boar is of the three captains. The only one that has a two inch reach. And that two-inch reach just makes a huge difference. Oh, it definitely did. As it relates to controlling engagements and controlling scrums and those types of things. So, yeah, Vet Boar, although I don't have the model and so I don't really and, – and Pete knows and I think all our listeners know at this point. I don't really like having a proxy stuff and all that. I like to just have the model. So, I didn't get a lot of games in with him, but – I, and I decided to go with Ox instead, but I think that Ox and Filet are probably the two that you want to pair together in a tournament, and then Filet is probably the one that you want into that controlling guild that wants to stay away from you. Um, obviously, Steeljaw, like, being able to spread out and run, like, more of a butcher's scoring and doing damage in pockets type game 
is going to be much better against Steeljaw than scrumming up with either Ox or Boar and then getting killed by Steeljaw and all of her fucking bullshit traps. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at... That wasn't a fun experience, by the way. I was looking at all the... There was a few mirror matchups on Saturday, and mm-hmm. all the matchups that had Vet Boar versus either Filet or Ox, Vet Boar won. Yeah, I played I played yeah. one mirror and played against Filet, and I had to kick into Filet, and I was like... um. I didn't take Shank all day, actually, so I just kicked with Vet Boar. <laughs> just, just the threat range of him sitting there and Boiler sitting behind him to throw a marked target on somebody was, I mean, it, it, it was bad. How did you not take Shank all day? Because I, I don't love Shank. Shank is like an auto-included. Yeah, Shank I'm, can be a little squishy into certain matchups. Shank is not an auto-included at all. Just bec- if, if only for the movement and the two-inch reach. Like, the fact that he can just... Get all over the place. Uh, my lineup most of the day consisted of vet gutter, boiler, and vet ox, and then the third, the fourth one kind of moved around a little bit. I took roast uh, one time. I took tenderizer versus all the miners. Um, yeah, think, how'd you fi- how'd you find that minor matchup with uh, vet boar there, John? Um, one time I found it good. One time I found it. I mean, it's <laughs> I'm so annoyed with miners after that just because it is not that it's not that the the this the power level that annoys me. It's the the threat ranges and the shit like trying to pre measure shit annoys the fuck out of me because you can't just put a widget down and go this is their threat range. Yeah. Because a two inch place. Wait, wait, you're the king of like I want something that's like janky bullshit. Right, but you should you should be able to know threat ranges where I mean threat ranges with a, a one inch base is one point one eight one inches, so you have to measure one point you know point one eight one over an inch or go up to another half, and nobody has half sticks, or I don't have half half inch sticks or you know they get two in two places, so it's like point three something shit. I don't know. That's that was what annoyed me the most because I started wasting so much time on the clock trying to trying to measure threat ranges of miners. Yeah, whereas you look at like vet boar, it's like okay, vet boar's threat range is nine inches, right? So you go okay, I'm gonna stay ten inches away, or if they have the ball, stay even a little further away. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Plus, it's definitely different also because of all the places because you can place and then move and then place again with some of the models or you can place and then place and then move with the model and it, it doesn't necessarily change but it does when you put terrain into play like there was a couple times where i was like playing the miners and i was in like i was outside of a threat range because of like a forest but i was like oh if i place straight ahead and place through the forest and then run afterwards I can get to that ball. So it, it, it just it lets you do other things that other guilds can't do. And the the worst experience with those types of things is when you ask an opponent about that, right? And even if they can't give like a super clear answer, the worst is when like they forget one of their own abilities and then like, oh yeah, I can do this. And it's like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> like I fucking asked. Now let me ask you this, John, and we'll we'll vent a little bit about the miners here more later because there, there's a lot of talk uh, about them looking at vet boar john did you find yourself taking stagger more often or singled out more often with the guild ball result and damage depending on i mean i i kind of went on that whoever posted the thing about which one it was like when i t- when i hit um i hit the tank i went think i went after the tank one time versus miners is a two three i took singled out you know the lower defense if it would yeah if it was a two defense and i was definitely taking singled out to get more dice because you know, you take you take stagger on that, you get one dice. You take single out, you get two dice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anything for a four or five defense, I, I definitely took uh, stagger. I think. Yeah, I, I think, I think a good. Th- I think a good rule of thumb is if they're defense three or lower, take singled out. If they're four or higher, take the stagger first. I think even. I think That's even on what I was going. I think say. even on defense three, I took stagger, knowing that I could probably get to single out the next time. Yeah. I, I knew I'd get both, and I don't. I don't remember which way I went, but. I know Vet Boar did one round freaking mule, and that was awesome. Well, and you're kind of in, you know, small company there because the games I played with Mule, uh, there were a lot of people saying a lot of uh, expletives in his direction. Well, the only way you're going to take Mule out is if you have a model that can one round him because otherwise that motherfucker escapes. And he's got reanimate, and no one else is going to get it done. Right. I mean, yeah. I was playing versus Jake, and I had the tank lined up, Mark, you know, Mark target, and he put Mule in front of him, thinking Mule, Mule's tougher. And I, and I did roll well. I, I spiked a little bit to kill Mule, but it was just, it was just fun. 
a lot of the times with that boar, I, f- I found myself having too many attacks because I think people did a really good job not giving me two things to swing at, you know, not being able to engage two different models so I can yeah. kill one and then keep making attacks on the other. So a lot of times I'd be like, uh, all right, that's seven hits, momentous one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, um, that's something. And it's not even that bad, though, because really you're only sinking two influence into it. So it's not like you're wasting a ton of influence. It's just it would be nice if you got more out of those attacks as far as killing like another model. Yeah, I think I think I also did a poor job trying to set up his legendary because I want to get, you know, I want to get three free charges off or four free charges off instead of just taking one or two good ones. Yeah. So Chris, you haven't had a chance to play Vet Four a lot. I played him like once, yeah, and then I had to play against him. That was a bitch of a time. So, what was your experience playing against him? Not playing the butchers, but not playing Vet Boar, but having to play him a couple times. So, I think that there were some areas where I made some mistakes, but with specifically with Vet Boar and with Roast, because I I was I was playing a roast model that I had never played before, and then my opponent was playing roast as well. So I made mistakes as far as my activations and his, and then obviously I made mistakes as far as managing boar and the because I was like, okay, cool, I'm just gonna go in and scrum up with them, and then ox gets all the benefits or, or gives out the benefits to the damage, and then I'll just like kill him, right? So what I messed up in doing is one, I wasn't aggressive enough in that strategy i still think it could work but more importantly when boar got to engage one of my models first it always worked out to be a situation where it's like he's at two inches that model's at one so he's just outside of them it screws up their activation because then they have to move first and you know there's just problems there so it was if you think you're going to lock down Vet Boar, you have to commit to it wholly. That would be my advice there. But obviously, if you have a way that you can play a game that you stay away or you score instead or control, definitely do that because I think people will have a tough time going into melee with Vet Boar. Hammer is another one that I look at and I'm like, man, how is Hammer going to deal with Vet Boar? Yeah, I mean, Masons just are out-threaded by, by Vet Boar a lot. And, I mean, Especially once Cinnamon <laughs> pops up. Then the, the fun way I've dealt with Vet Boar was when we played our game, John, and I was playing the Miners when we met in Columbia. And I, you overextended with Vet Boar, so I just threw him into my scrum, and then turn two, I just you know lit him up with my captain. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Yeah, so if you can wait for him to overextend, and yeah, maybe he's going to kill a model, but then if you knock him down and start hitting like some high damage, he's actually not that hard to kill. So, okay, and that that actually reminds me of one other thing. In the game that I did play with him, choosing the model that he kills is very important. Yeah. Right? Like, let him kill Boiler instead of Ox makes a huge difference because if he gets into whoever he wants, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, I think the biggest problem in the mirror, if you don't play Vet Boar, is he's probably going to beat you in momentum because he because they're because the Vet Boar team is much more influence efficient. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that as I well. I think I think I ended up with fifteen mo- momentum one time. Good God, that's like some Vet Rage Union numbers. Right, I was like, um, but that was one of those times where Vet Boar kills something and then it's just like taking momentous one, momentous one. <laughs> okay. So, John, who was, besides Vet Boar, who was kind of the MVP in your team that went well with Vet Boar that you're like, man, this this combo is, like, super sweet? There's no question. It's Boiler. Boiler's oh, so, yeah? Boiler's so dirty. <laughs> He's so disgusting. Because, I mean, Boiler with Berserk? Oh, shit. So what was kind of the highlight of the tournament where you're like, man, Boiler is fucking this dude up? Oh, Boiler with eight, boiler with, with eight attacks on a Furious turn. Furious, Berserk, boop. Said boiler just like kill just tons of models oh, boiler, in that turn before yeah, you. Boiler killed a lot. Um, well, you know that's what you got princess for, right? Yeah, of course I was running princess up in there, just hoping somebody would hit the dog. I know you always get so excited when they trigger love creature. <laughs> I just like to throw that token down in the right in the middle of the pitch because there's just that <laughs> one round one. Boom, love creature. <laughs> 
Um, uh, so much love. That. So it, one thing that you want to also consider, John, just to you make a case for this. Imagine being able to get off that same thing with Vet Boar, but with Shank instead. Like Shank not only is able to do the same moment, momentous one, momentous two on two successes. Um, they're, they're both momentous, whereas Boilers isn't on one. And so the nice thing is with the wraps, where you just wrap by one, you're able to get like a momentous result on just a one column wrap yeah, as but, well. But, but boiler, Boilers damage way is way movement. better. What? I said Boilers damage is way better. I... Dude, he has well, a... Why do you has, say that? Because he has a four, momentous four damage on five hits, and you look at Shank... Yeah, Shank only goes up to three. Yeah, and he caps at three? Yeah. But but how often is, is the... Is the the top like I'm not looking at Boil, what I'm boiler rolling at the pre- top. I'm looking boiler, at what I'm rolling like dude, average. Dude, no boil. Listen, and you can say average, and that's fine. I mean, boiler's still doing momentous two damage on two hits, which is totally fine. But okay. he's going to get to that top more often on that shorter playbook and start rapping like crazy. So he's not just doing you know four damage. I've seen boiler before vet ox where he's getting like. 10 damage in one swing and it's just disgusting before vet boar you mean yeah sorry that's what i that's what i meant vet yeah. boar yeah but when you see him do that he's doing it with ox where ox gives him a damage no no i'm seeing him do it with the dog and okay well and boiler has a knockdown it's so you know you're underestimating how huge the knockdown is yeah that knockdown's nice i'm just saying that with the extended like with the extended range that shank can give you on a charge too like it, it, they're not mutually exclusive, right? I take I take Boiler and Shank. I just think you're underselling Shank. Right. But, well, but my, the reason I didn't play Shank is because I did not want to overextend Shank. You're talking about extended range. Well, Shank, I didn't want extended range because I stayed in my bubble. Well, and also I think that you want to bring pieces that help that bore also do things. Right. And, and mark target was and, obviously huge. Well, and there's other models that, you know, can help Vet Boar just kill more stuff and help the team kill more stuff and extend their threat. And I think especially like when Cinnamon gets dropped and you have Roast and you have Boiler and if you want Tooled Up for some reason with Meat Hook. I mean, you can bring so many models that are going to help you kill more stuff, whereas Shank's just kind of going off and doing his own thing. And yeah, he can get Berserk, but then he's also not helping the team with the killing. Besides, yeah, plus, besides his own he, influence. I can't tell you how many games like I'm able to end with Shank because of the movement advantages and that he just like will get a scoring run at, I, at the end I of mean, the game or something I, like that. I get that. And I mean that's like like it's way like it's way more likely than with Boiler, like the the idea of like a six point activation to to end a game. Like I, I just I just think that with the changes that were made to Shank, and you know that I like, complained about how Shank was in season three, now they make these changes where he's able to take four influence, and I think that his playbook is really strong considering like what you want to do with him as far as the movement in addition to the momentous results. I, I it bugs me that Boiler has no momentous result on one. Yeah. Like that sucks when you only get one success. Well, you, right, can, you who, can't have you can't have everything. He's got anatomical. When are you only getting one? That's true. When you roll one success, I mean, yeah, that sucks for <laughs> everybody. But, but I mean, he, but he's also putting out the extra three damage because bleed. And then my other, my other, the reason I didn't take him is because that gutter is fucking good. Yeah, that gutter's real. Yeah, I took v- gutter most of the day, but I was pairing, I was pairing vet gutter and shank together. Yeah, and I, I like shank with the other two captains for sure. I just what that boar does, I, I can definitely see, especially with the new ones coming out. I can definitely see. Shank being left at home sometimes. Right, I mean, you gotta think. I was I was playing a bubble. I wasn't playing the whole reach out and touch you game with like with Shank. Because I mean, Shank Shank's good. And there, were, I, there were definitely times I thought about Shank, but also I, I I definitely like Cinnamon. Right, like like I I if somebody was like, oh yeah, I'm replacing Shank with Cinnamon, I think that that's totally oh so definitely. Let, let me ask you guys this because I thought this was interesting when I saw John make this pick. So. John, you played against the Miners twice, and you brought Tenderizer, even though he got nerfed. So what was your thinking with bringing Tenderizer? Um, only Shaft can get the ball off of him. Okay, why do you say that? Because he's got a knockdown on two and a tackle double push on two. That's pretty sexy. So if, if, if Spade comes in and tackles the ball, you counter it, you knock her down, and you hope it scatters away from her. Yeah, so 
I mean, is that a tactic that worked pretty well with you in those matchups? Uh, I think it worked pretty decently. Um, it, it stopped uh, it stopped Schlegel from scoring a goal with the tank at the end of the game because I just tack, you know, tank tackled it. I tackled, pushed him out. Um, yeah. And then you, you're not going to stop the miners from scoring goals. At least they're taking some damage when they do score. So they're easier to finish off. Yeah, and and I mean, the plus one target number is so friggin' annoying. Oh, my first game, Navigators. <laughs> Fathom. Fathom sk- steals the ball from uh, Shank, or from Tenderizer and shoots, rolls a two and a three. He's like, oh, that's a goal. I'm in tap in. I'm like, uh, you need a four because Tenderizer. He's like, oh, re-roll. Rolls a two and a two three. three. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to suck. That's yeah. like the worst thing ever. Yeah, it changes the game a lot for Navigators against them. Yeah, because there's sometimes with the, even with the miners, there's sometimes you take a goal and it's like, man, this is kind of a dicey goal, but you know what are we here for? Right. I mean, you, you got you, with miners, you still got you got to ball pressure the hell out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you ended up getting one win against the miners, but then the Schlegel. So it looked like you were actually fighting pretty well against Chris Schlegel. So what kind of went wrong there towards the end of the game? Um, well, I mean, he got the he kicked off with Shaft, and you can't stop the the butchers can't stop Shaft. They can't because yeah. he just walks up tenderizer within you know outside of one inch tackle push him away. So he scored that goal, had me, had me on momentum because he kicked, and he did a good job keep out of my threat ranges. I had no no momentum really. Um, to first finish turn one, so I kicked the ball way off to the side, and got like and, and needed anything but like a six scatter, and it was a six one, so it was sitting right there for Spade to come in and get the ball. So I was down eight nothing really quick. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, I was down eight nothing and started killing everything. Got it back to eight nine. I think it was nine eight him, and then I just I just mismeasured Shaft's threat range. I had the ball on that bore way up in the kind of on his side of the pitch on the sideline and thought, oh, I'm out of Shaft. He can't get to me, but I was half an inch in, so Shaft stole the ball, kicked, kicked it to Spade and won the game. Yep, and that's kind of what you were saying where you almost like, unless you waste your time and put proxies down and look at it, I mean, you kind of eyeball it and it can actually really cost you a game like what happened to you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and it, and it was kind of me just being frustrated with measuring it. You know, I, I probably, I could have measured it put the proxy base down, measured this, then measured lodestone. It just, I don't know. That's what I, today, actually, I made a spreadsheet of all their threat ranges. <laughs> I have numbers written down. Is that including lodestone? It is. Oh, wow. Is that a, okay. yeah, here, is that here's also your tidbit. Including... Here's your tidbit for, for him. Um, Shaft has a 13 and a half inch threat normally. Okay. 16 and a half with his legendary. And then the half is me rounding the point. That's such a bitch. Point three something. Yeah, 16 and a half inch fucking threat. Does anybody else in the game have a 16 and a half inch threat? I don't know. What does Shark have? Nine <laughs> plus, what, four inch dodge plus two inch reach? So yeah. 15? Yeah. Yeah, so 15. Fair enough. I, I guess he digs better than Shark uh, Shark runs. Yeah, that's cool. But you know who else has a 16 and a half inch threat? Spade. Uh what what guild is she on again? Oh, some bitch. You know, uh, <laughs> Shank does have a sixteen inch threat against a damaged model. Uh, okay, well they have it. I mean, Spade has it every turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it, until you kind of like lay it out and you're like, "Holy crap, look at this threat range!" It's it's just ridiculous. Like at the tournament, the last game I played against. Um, Played against a uh, a Masons player, and I got two goals on turn one because he'd never played the minors before, so it, it it was bad quick. And then I end- yeah, you were a dick by the way. <laughs> and then he brings snakeskin, gets the ball, and brings it base to base with the goal. And he's all like, "Okay, you know, I'm I'm way back here. There's no way he can get to the ball." But Spade ended up, you know, tunneling, diggy hole charge and then tackle the ball and shoot the goal for the win because she's a woman she only needed a five good times yeah well at least we've solved a lot of the uh clock issues with how quickly some of the teams can score yeah and that's one of the things that's interesting it, it the 
pace of play is definitely going to go up. And I'm wondering if they're trying to like just kill off this stupid like I'm going to hold the ball and kill you and then get like a last turn goal. Like that's what it seems to me is like they're like let's speed up the game, let's get goals going, and let's have some fun. Yeah. I mean, and another thing that I noticed is like you were talking about all the pre-measuring, John, and stuff, and you know how it kind of pissed you off a little bit. But I did notice you got to make sure you're moving as a minor player because there were a lot of those games I played where I was either hardly up on the clock or I was down on the clock because of all the pre-measuring that you kind of have to run through just to see what you want to do. So it was just, it's definitely a challenge and something that I'm going to have to work on as I keep playing these minors. And that's right. I'm going to keep playing them. Yeah. Well, thankfully you are because I'm tired of you dropping a good guild right before an important event. Well, like, I I mean, I'm screwed either way, right? If I drop the guild, you guys are like, oh, there's a dumb Pete movies, you know, dropping, changing to another guild. And if I keep this guild, you're like, of course, he's on the overpowered guild. Uh. I would rather you be overpowered and not embarrass the podcast. That's my job. Well, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. When have you ever dropped a guild for a weaker guild and... We, and oh I compl- no, he did we, it back. Complained about it. You did the stu- the you did the vote thing and did union. But when did you ever play the weaker guild? No, no, no. Last. He has. I, I'll be a witness to it. When Thresher was what Thresher used to be when they were first released, there was a tournament that like was a month or two in, where Pete was like, and it was a big bigger tournament. Like it was one that like was multiple metas and stuff. It wasn't like a local one. I think it was. Spring and he's playing. like, you know what? I'm kind of bored with this, so I'm just gonna play. And he just picked some random shit. I played Masons. Oh, yeah. Wait, didn't you take Masons to Spring Fling last year? I did. Yeah, maybe that was it. That was a bad idea. Either way. Masons were pretty good, though. They they were, but the problem is I played against all these other Mason players who knew how to play the guild better than I did. (laughs) So I had to play Glenwood in, like, his guild. (laughs) Whereas at the the Raleigh tournament this weekend, I really, if I... I missed a turn one shaft goal, and honestly, if I make that goal, I probably win the game. So that was a little frustrating. Did not feel yeah. good about that. Well, uh, get good. Yeah, roll better. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no one's ever lost a game to the dice. That's right. I have learned. I, I mean, I still, I still had shots. Like I was still pretty comfortable in that game, and I still had you know a couple shots to win the game. But there, there was just a couple moments that after that goal. I was still up, and I still had a chance to win, but then I did clock myself and gave him some points that way, and I just just missed the the length for the goal. It was it was frustrating. I know you guys are sad about it. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> so do we have really much else to talk about on this episode? No, I think that's about it. I just wanted to talk about Vet Boar and then give John a chance to bitch about the uh, miners. Okay, so I have one more story that I figure we should share. Okay. It's not a rage quit story, um, but uh, as we, like, in the first two rounds of the tournament, I lost my first two rounds, right? And Bill Anderson was there, and he lost his first two rounds, too. Yep. And so, <laughs> we were like, all right, here's an opportunity for us to play each other. We had never played each other before. And uh, I was like, this is going to be like, we're going to call this the race to the bottom. <laughs> and, and so, we, we decided to have a guild ball tonight versus rage quit wire rivalry game and uh and lawn was able to put together that pairing i don't know if we just got paired that way or what but anyway we ended up playing round three and i just want to let you guys know that in the battle of the podcast i defended our honor somehow after you were down eight nothing from what i heard dude i was down so fucking bad i was down eight nothing in turn one and i clawed it back yeah it was bad (laughs) The, the order can fucking score. What do you want me to tell you? At that point, I'm just like, what is Chris doing? It's like, he's, em- it, he's an embarrassment. Like there aren't times where things like that can happen. I mean, there is, but you were 0-2 and you were down to Bill. And I'm like, you're an embarrassment to the podcast. Hey, at least no one can ever say that I, like, you know, quit or that I, you know, just give up on it. Like, I always fight back. <laughs> So, I at least I have that. Yeah, you fight back, swearing and cussing. Well, that's part of the fun of fighting back. 
<laughs> who wants to who wants to fight back so, calmly and emotionless? The cool thing is, though, they did record the games that we played at the top table. So okay. I don't know when uh, Brian's gonna get that stuff up, but hopefully he'll get it up soon. Uh, and the video quality is pretty good, so I'm hoping that'll get up sooner than later. Yeah, you got. You... Yeah, I'm sure that the game between Dixon and Glenwood is hilarious. Oh man, you well as like. Dixon singing his ass off, just bugging the shit out of Glenwood, and like rolling dice like a card player, like all wild hitting the models. And then Glenwood's there stressing out, trying to like put down widgets, and his hands are shaking. I'm sure that it's awesome to yeah, watch. Yeah, those those last three Guild Ball games on on the stream were really good games. So I mean, when they finally do come out, I do encourage the listeners to check them out because. <laughs> They were some really close games. Yeah, the last three were because I was the second one and it was not a good game. You can watch Dixon get my ass. <laughs> if you want to see, you want to see John get his you know dick pushed in. You want to see me? You want to see me just look confused? End up clocking because I'm just confused as hell, trying to read my cards, trying to read his cards, just like what <laughs> the fuck? It's like, do you even play this game, John? Uh, not like that. I don't. I don't <laughs> like being controlled. It was not fun. Yeah, and you definitely could tell in the tournament that there were some times where it's like, I don't want this to happen. Is there a way I can stop it from happening? No? Okay, I guess I'm just charging that boar in there. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Right. It was. It- I'm going to start saying that at events. I'm going to be like, okay, so I don't want you to do this. It's an open information game. How can I stop you from doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me it's open information. Now, my favorite thing is when you do something and Chris is like, no, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> Why don't? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So any other parting blows before we uh, roll out of here? Yeah, there are a lot of people pissed off about those miners. I tried, you know, being the voice of reason, but nobody wanted to hear it. Wait, wait. One more bitch. One more bitch. Okay. I looked at the uh, Hunter's win percentages since the nerf okay so they went from what was scott at like 56 yeah something like that was it like 54 or maybe a little higher than that they were under 60 right yeah well now they are 43 and 42 respectively i believe percent what's steel jaw steel jaw's at 54 but that's but that's also new that's also new you want to you want to say the miners are at 68 percent no 69 percent now because they're new and people don't know them well people don't know steel jaw yet and she's She's surprising some people. Well, yeah, but the difference is she's one model that's new, whereas they're an entire game. Right. She surprised the shit right. out of Chris. But just like I said during the, when they were at a, they hit the Hunters too fucking hard. Yeah. And, well, here's the thing, though. I think the argument also is that the good players, so like your top you know, 15 20% players, that when the nerf happened, a lot of them jumped ship, and they're playing some of the new hotness. So... I don't know if that has something to do with the numbers coming down. I don't. I really look at it. I just don't. I don't see how Theron wins anymore because it didn't have the damage to back him up. Yeah, I. I don't know either. Plus, I think Steeljaw actually does some interesting things that Theron doesn't do. Well, she allows the damage to to be there, and Theron doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Her damage is just like auto happening with a lot of bad benefit or negative effects. Right, because you can't stop weak point, but you can clear snared. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, hey, you're still weak point, and you're snared, and you're bleeding. And you, Have a nice day. And I just pushed you in five traps. <laughs> and you, Yeah, and you take five damage. That's so fucking annoying, that five traps bullshit. And you're bleeding. Apparently, Chris had a negative play experience. She's a fucking trap queen. <laughs> that trap game's strong. Uh, no, I'm ready to bring honor back to the hunters. That's right. John, I I expect that to happen. we got to see what the hell happened with this bet, though. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, Lon did announce, the TO of the event announced that we did tie <laughs> to the entire event. So, I just think another point in my favor, we'll fi- confirming the we'll tie. We'll figure it out. A uh, couple parting blows that I have is uh, just we're going to keep moving on. We got Spring Fling next month. Uh, if you want to get in on that, make sure you get yourself on the wait list. And yeah, we're just uh, going to keep on keeping on. I tell you what, if you want to hear an awkward episode of uh, Anatomical Precision, <laughs> you can listen to that. How many brownies did Dan eat before that one? I don't know, but Dan says some awkward things in between what Chris and uh, and Glenwood are saying to each other. 
That sounds miserable. Yeah. So I I actually like a lot what they're saying. It's just Dan says some really random things in between what what. Why is he saying that on their podcast? He has his own podcast to say awkward things at. I I don't know. I I just don't know. Okay. But he but he's there. He's in it. He's in it to win it. Yay. (laughs) No, that's that that is funny. But all right. Well, with that being said, let's roll some dice, throw some salt, play some games. Get used to your new toys and quit bitching about the miners. We're out. Bye.